the Lax Factor Podcast. What is up, lacrosse fans? Another episode of the Lax Factor Podcast. I am back from vacation. I was on vacation for 10 days. I'm still sick as a dog. I got sick about halfway through, so I'm about a week into a cold, so I'm going to try not to cough on you and sniff in your ears, and uh, but I'll probably do that anyway. You'll probably hear some loud breaths. I'm a big pansy, and I'm all congested. So anyway, I'm a little bit late to the party because the PLL championship went down, and uh, I was on vacation. I was probably in Disney or Universal or some crap like that as it happened, but uh, I was really excited to watch it. I ended up watching it after sitting on the couch late at night, and I, I was excited to see Tim Troutner Jr., Rookie of the Year. I wanted to see him get a chance to get his team a title after he had he had a ridiculous year at a high point. And one of the the things with Troutner is that dude has played a lot of lacrosse. They had mentioned in the telecast. I mean, this guy, he plays at high point. He gets done with his college season. He has a ridiculously solid season, just a great season for a goalkeeper. One of the best starts you'll ever see helping high point upset some really high profile programs early on. And now he's thrust into a starting role and a featured role. Uh, for his PLL team and, uh, you know, gets all the way to the final. So that was, it's just a cool story. And I, Troutner was on my mind specifically because before I left for vacation, I'd listened to one of my favorite podcasts. It is the crease dive podcast. It's actually the, the, it's the barstool lacrosse podcast. Great podcast. A lot of just normal bullshit and talking, uh, you know, shooting a shit about lacrosse. And they, it, it's just, it's my favorite podcast. I just like hearing guys ramble and that's what they do. So it's, it's my favorite lacrosse podcast. Check it out. The crease dive. Uh, you can get it anywhere where you get your podcasts. And uh, they interviewed Troutner, and he sounded like your prototypical lacrosse bro. Troutner, just you know, you might as well. He, he, he like in the nine. If he was a player from nineteen ninety five to two thousand, he would have wore Jesus slippers. He would have had long hair, and he may have been your main hookup for the Dank Nugs. I'm not exactly sure how he rolls now that we're in twenty nineteen and the whole athlete lacrosse dichotomy is weird anyway now but anyway very good interview but he did he just seemed like a prototypical prototypical lacrosse bro and one of the funniest parts about the podcast is they were uh, i forget which host it was that was excited about a rock climbing wall that he had he heard everybody from high point talk about so he's trying to get troutner to talk about this rock climbing wall and troutner had no idea what he was fucking talking about just completely went over troutner's head he was not aware there was a rock climbing wall on campus at high point and so I ended up having to look it up later that day and sure as shit there was a rock climbing wall it wasn't in I think the 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 podcast host thought that there it was like inside or some crap like that maybe they have one of those but I did see a really big four or five sided rock climbing wall uh, at some kind of ropes course or something like that that they do have on the campus at high point. So Troutner had never been there, probably didn't have time while he was busy being a badass goalie, but uh, I digress. So getting into the game, Rambo and Landis, it was going to be a great battle. It was Landis real Rambo. I think you'd have to say won the battle, but that's just because poor Landis is on an Island because how can you double or triple team Rambo in a league like this, where every player is an absolute killer. So great battle. Uh, very first goal that Rambo scored got him to within 1-1, and it was just your prototypical question mark. It's just Rambo being Rambo. Comes up the side. Landis is in good position. Rambo's able to use his body to turn around, come down a step or two, buries a shot. Land, you know, Landis doesn't have a chance. Uh, Troutner didn't have a chance. Nobody did. 
just one of those one of those scenarios in which Rambo can always get a shot off when needed, especially when shit hits the fan. Uh, both goalies uh, early on, both goalies came out and started playing well, and that continued. Troutner ended up having a spell here that I'm going to talk about where things got rough for him for a bit, but both both goalies through the game. Uh, played solid at times, both had insane saves, stood on their heads at times, you know, gave up some goals at times. But in this league, as we said, a goalie that goes 500 in the PLL is a goalie that's doing his job. You just want to try to stay at that 500 point in terms of your save percentage. Uh, goals uh, from the 2-1 to one mark to the 5-1 to one whip snakes mark. The Redwoods theme was that they played terrible defense. They, the theme was the Redwoods had a, a pretty poor defensive game, I think, uh, for the entirety. And more specifically, they had a really hard time, not just off ball, but specifically high crease. Early on, they gave a lot of goals up high crease, and often it was Rambo that was holding the ball and feeding that high crease. So I'm not sure how much of this was them trying to devote eyeballs to Rambo which I don't really think was the case. A lot of people would like to say, well, it's Rambo who had the ball when that happened. And I was even watching the game the first time thinking that may have been the case. But when I went back through and rewatched, I don't think it was. I think it was just bad ball watching, you know, just bad off ball defense guys falling asleep a little bit and uh, just getting, you know, allowing their man to get just a little bit too much room and get open. And that happened uh, from goal two through goal five uh, for the Whipsnakes as they built that 5-1 lead. And through that stretch, Troutner didn't have a chance. These were just guys inside 10 yards with their hands free. What are you going to do as a goalie, especially at this level? Guys finish. You give a guy a 10-yard shot, they're going to finish. But that high crease was killer um, for the Redwoods. All all game long, the Whipsnakes exploited that that area of the field. So five, it's 5-1, five and it's looking bleak, but uh, Adams sticks a – it appeared to be that Adams stuck a half-field shot uh, at the uh, pretty much the buzzer, I think three seconds left or so was uh, when he let it go, and uh, what it turned out being was I can't I I, I couldn't see who who uh, tipped it and I didn't look it up, but I think it was Kavanaugh or someone like that. May have been Berg, maybe that's the wrong team. Um, but anyway, Adams he sticks a half fielder to get within five two at halftime, or you know the guy who tipped it did. But it it, it was pretty cool turn of events. Very unfortunate uh, for the keeper on the other end of that. And then right off the bat, though, in the second half, the whips come out 6-2. They make it 7-2. Haas scores both of these goals. And this was where the Redwoods defense didn't just start failing them off ball. It was failing them on ball, more specifically related to the short sticks. Pretty poor short stick defense out of the Redwoods. But overall, they did not have a good defensive game, as I had said. Uh, They'll they'll shore it up, though. They do shore it up. uh, Ends up the whips take a 9-2 lead on a Chanachuk two-pointer from deep. And I thought that was deep. I remember when he scored that, I, I, I remember thinking, holy shit, that was, that was deep. He was two, three feet outside of the two-point mark, uh, but he stuck it, and that makes it 9-2. And now it's starting to look bleak, and like the first finals is going to be a total, total um, letdown, total beatdown. And tying back into the Crease Dive podcast, and, and like I said, give these guys a listen. If you, if you enjoy me, you'll probably like these guys a lot better um, because I, I try to be off the cuff. These guys are totally off the cuff, and you, they just have a good chemistry. Great podcast, the Crease Dive podcast. And uh, they were talking, about, uh, talking to Troutner about how Troutner likes to talk shit. Troutner likes to give it to guys. He like, you know, he's he's a good motivator within his own team and his vocal, but he likes to talk shit on the field also. And at, I remember thinking at this stage in this game after Chanachuk stuck that two-pointer, there was there was no shit that Troutner was talking at this point. He was eating shit, not talking shit. And um 
terrible for poor Tim Troutner at this point in the game, but it will get better as they, as they like to, as, as you know, there was the big um, LGBT, uh, what do you call it? Um, public service announcement, you know, talking about it gets better. I wanted to say that to Tim. In hindsight, I wanted to be able to say that to Tim Troutner because it did get better for Troutner. Is that insensitive? I don't know. Uh, Nine three whips uh, near scores a goal uh, up the left side. Beat his guy inside, and he has a dive goal. And you can just tell, bang! We were down nine two and felt like shit. We got back to nine three. Let's go! It was that. It was you could tell it was that goal that you could use it to build confidence off of, and they they did do that. Uh, then nine four incredible ball movement out of the Redwoods. It goes from Chanachuk to Kavanaugh to Garnsey, and it was Kavanaugh out top to Garnsey down low, and. Uh, let me see here. No, 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 no. Oh, I was just describing it, though. Just enough ball movement, though, to allow Garnsey to kind of come up from behind. You know, he, he catches it from Kavanaugh out top, streaking from behind, catches it about GLE on the left side, and then comes around and sticks it. So another, just another momentum goal. And then the big one. I thought Chanachuk's two-pointer was deep. Serge Perkovic sticks a two-pointer from, uh, man, I'm saying four feet, four feet outside of the... Um, four or five feet outside of the two-point line. Perkovic sticks it right out top, deep, deep two. And once again, I think I said it in the, the last podcast where I talked about the PLL, I've warmed up to the two-point shot. The situations in which guys can stick these deep shots, either to bury a game or to come back from a deficit in this game too, you know, going from 9-4 to 9-6 because of that deep bomb, he earned it. It was worth Chanachuk's and Perkovic's two-pointers were both worth two point and two points in my eyes. So I'm warming up to the two-point shot. I don't hate it as much as I used to, but he was easily four to five feet behind the two-point line. Watch it in replays. And then uh, the famous hustle sequence. One of the first things I had seen from the finals, I was walking around the park. I forget what restaurant we were in. Uh, we had stopped to eat, and I started checking uh, um, Twitter uh, or Instagram. I can't remember which. And I see... The PLL had posted that hustle play. I think it was Facebook, actually. The PLL had posted that hustle play where the Redwoods had turned the ball over. They're riding. And Garns, it's a huge scrap. And I'm going to mention Garnsey's name a couple of times, and I'll say something about that. But a huge scrap. And Garnsey ends up one hand checking the ball out of a pole stick. It bounces off a couple of guys. Garnsey ends up coming up with a ground ball and streaking out of the pile. And then, just like Garnsey, streaks up the field, hits his boy, Kavanaugh, uh, to to get the game back to within 9-7. And in the telecast, they had talked about how this was all Garnsey. And if you really watched the replay, Garnsey was the beneficiary. Yes, he did have one of the checks that knocked the ball loose, but the ball had already been on the deck and up at that point. And yes, he picked up the ground ball, streaked up field, hit Kavanaugh for the score. But as you watch, it was a total team effort. Every player on that ride side of the field was going balls out to try to get that ball back. And Garnsey was just as, as he always is in the right place at the right time. So now we're at nine, seven and we, to the whip score again. So we're back to, you know, we're, we end up being at 10, seven and then uh, Garnsey once again, sticks a shot with no angle. Kavanaugh, uh, I forget who it was. Somebody took a shot. Kavanaugh catches it clean out back, hits Gardney up, Garnsey up on the right alley, and Garnsey sticks a left-handed underhand shot with no angle whatsoever, sticks it short side. That was incredible. Then Troutner, rookie of the year, he gets to you know make a big save, hits Adams up at midfield. Adams streaks down the field, scores, and now we're at 10-9. And then Perkovic misses from outside, 
and Berg cleans up the mess on the crease and, and one times it in for a 10-10 score. Crazy. We go from, you know, it's just you could see how from Perkovic's two-pointer, uh, you know, and then, yes, they give one back, but then they score three in a row again. So game of runs. The PLL's been like this all season where teams will, will, be, will get down, but they're never necessarily out, and this was the case again. It showed that to the point that we're all sitting here thinking that it's staged and that they're faking all of this. I don't really think that, but I've heard a lot of people say that. They even talked about that in the crease dive. So we end up having the game-ending sequence. The Redwoods take their first lead of the game since they were up one nothing. And uh, that was Walter scores off a, a shot, uh, a feed from Adams. And Adams had himself a hell of a game, quietly kind of had himself a great game for the Redwoods. But Adams hits Walters. Walters sticks one from outside. 139 left in the game. This could be over, uh, except with the PLL, it's never over. So back now they're down by a goal, and the Whipsnakes get the ball, and Rambo continues his march of murking people, and he ties this game up. And it was it was kind of simple desperation uh, offense. They ran a quick little two-man game, almost like a two-man weave where you just kind of drop it and then they, they duck under. So Rambo came over top of it, got the, the little flip feed and uh, just running full speed. And there's just enough that, that I, I think it was Landis who was on him, just got hung up by the pick. I don't even know that he got hung up by the pick as much as he slipped. Rambo gets to the middle of the field. Landis recovered incredibly well. If you watch the replay, Landis does make it back and gets to the point where he's following Rambo as Rambo gets to the middle with a trail check. And you'll see at that last minute, Rambo perfectly ducks the stick under and then comes back. You want to learn how to protect your stick well, watch Lyle Thompson. That's going to be harder to do. You want to you know, really learn to protect your stick with two hands, use your body to protect your stick. Rambo is one of the best at this. So Landis did a great job of recovering. Rambo just did a better job of protecting his stick, getting the shot off, tying the game up, and we are going into overtime in the first PLL championship. And sadly, overtime period was completely uneventful. Rambo gets the ball and he ends the game the way he started the game. Just Landis is playing good defense. Rambo just bullies his way up the left alley, the left side from behind, you know, roughly five, six yards, maybe not even turns around and just uses his body to get his hands free and sticks it just, you know, started the game the way or finished the game the way he started it. I would have loved to have gotten to hear what Rambo had actually said at the, when he scored that game tying goal and that uh, game's uh, winning goal because I'm sure there was a bunch of F-bombs and wonderful crap-talking language mixed into that. But in the end, it was a crazy game. Uh, PLL won me over. It's going to be the league that I'm going to follow. I'm going to do a much better job next season of following the PLL and, and covering the PLL. I'll get to a PLL game, maybe two. Uh, so they won me over by the end. It was a great finals. I wasn't sure about the playoff thing with the play. And I didn't, admittedly, I didn't even watch the draft game because I, I don't give a shit. You know, I don't want to see the two last place teams battling it out to see who gets the draft pick. Although I heard it ended up being okay. Some of those, you know, odd place games after were okay, but I didn't watch them. So either way, PLL has won me over. They did a hell of a job. We'll talk about it a little bit more in future podcasts and we'll go through the guys that won all their end of season awards and things like that. We'll do an overall recap, but it was uh, the finals were great. Great game. Make sure you go back and watch it if you have that gold membership like I did. And a little bit we'll touch on going on now the World Indoor Lacrosse Championships. So Canada set to take on the Iroquois Nationals in the championship game at 8 p.m. tonight, Saturday, 928. If you're watching this and it's Sunday, you've already missed it. But uh, the Iroquois in the semis, they dropped the U.S. 9-7, and the U.S. played tough. 
Um, the U.S. is just always a little bit behind the Iroquois Nationals and Canada when it comes to box lacrosse, indoor lacrosse. Sometimes they're quite a bit of ways behind. But uh, they were leading 7-5 at one point late in the third, 7-6 to end the third. And uh, they... The Iroquois answered, though. The, the Iroquois end up scoring four unanswered, three over the course of the course of the fourth period, and they came back and just trashed on the U.S.'s chances of making it to the finals and getting a rematch in Canada, where Canada probably would have put it on him anyway. Cody Jamison, he goes two and four for the Iroquois. Ran, Randy Stotts, one and three for the Iroquois. Uh, DeHogan Nanakoke, two goals and an assist, you know, a who's who of upstate New York division one talent there uh, for the U S Terrace, two goals and four assists. He's always been a really solid finisher and always a, a great box player. Uh, Kieran McArdle, one goal, four assists and a Gail Thorpe sighting two goals with two assists for team USA. Canada's murked everybody on their ways, way to the finals. They drop England 21 to four in their semifinals match. Robert church. Honestly, I don't know who Robert church is. Uh, shame on me. Four goals. Mark Matthews, big name, two goals and eight assists. And Ben McIntosh off a great PLL season, three goals and seven assists for Team Canada. My prediction for the finals tonight is that it's going to be a tighter game. The Iroquois are not. The Iroquois are they're, they're tough. They play insanely physical lacrosse and they will fight tooth and nail. Uh, to, to stay in this game here. I think Canada is going to edge them, though. So Canada beat them 19-12 earlier in the week. I predict a tighter game this time around. I'm going to say 16-14 Canada in the finals. It may not even get that high, but I'm going to predict a two-point spread, and maybe even at one point the Iroquois will hold a two- or three-goal lead. Canada's had a penchant for uh, – they they went down to England 2 nothing in the semis before coming back and, and murking them 21-4. So I say Iroquois – have a lead at some point, maybe by as much as two goals, but they're going to end up losing this game by two goals to Canada. The score, 16-14. Let's go with that. So that's it. I'm back. If you want to support the channel, go to laxfactor.com. Uh, you can watch all of our videos there. You can buy gear, swag. Uh, if you need team apparel, I'm trying to get this jersey out here. We do sell team apparel. Oh, it's upside down. So you can see here, this is a custom custom uh, jersey we did a couple years ago for uh, Dillinger's, uh, just a local club team here. There's a bar sponsored them for a summer league. And uh, you can see that here too. But you can get t-shirts, hats, uh, mugs, all sorts of crap. Go to laxfactor.com. You can also make sure to uh, like and subscribe and hit the notification bell below so you're notified when we put new videos out. Share the videos. Do whatever you can. The best thing that you can do for us really is just share this video. Make sure people are, or new people are, are discovering this podcast as much as possible and we'll be able to keep this whole thing going. So thank you for watching. I will be back for the normal Thursday show. We will be doing um, fall ball talk a couple of previews and things like that for Thursday's show. So there might be something in between that, but be sure to come back Thursday morning about 11 o'clock. We'll drop uh, the next episode and it will be all college lacrosse on that great day. So once again, thank you for watching and enjoy. Enjoy.